Welcome to Power of the Cross Radio Sermons. We are so happy you could join us. Next, you will be hearing a message from Pastor Farrell Wilson. Brother Wilson is the pastor of the Lighthouse Church in Grenada, Mississippi. To learn more about the Lighthouse, visit their website at grenadachurch.com. Now, on to the message. 1 John, chapter 1, starting at verse 7. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. We say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Let's pray. Father, we come to you one more time in the name of Jesus, asking God for your anointing up on the pulpit and the pews. God, anoint us not only speak, but to hear your word, God, and let it take root in our heart. Father, there's one thing we most certainly need in these last days. We need your word, Lord. It's the bread of life. And Father, we again, we pray for that anointing. And the many prayer requests, Lord, I, I pray you'll meet those physical and spiritual needs this morning. We ask in Jesus' name and we say amen. I want to preach to you about the powerful blood of Jesus this morning. There was a reason we sang the songs we did. I don't usually ask too much to take up all the uh, effort in ministry and music and things, but this morning is up on my heart. Let's sing some blood songs. Let's preach about the powerful blood of Jesus. A gospel that does not have the blood of Jesus at its core as that message that the the blood for of Jesus for atonement of sins, if it doesn't have that as core message, it is not a gospel. Period. I don't care despite their claims, if it's not coming from the pulpit, it's not coming from the teachings that the blood of Jesus uh it, it was shed for the atonement of sins, then it's not a, a true gospel. If the gospel presented as bloodless, it's nothing more than a devil's substitute. That's what it is. Satan's greatest enemy that he has is the blood of Jesus. He doesn't fear me. He doesn't fear you on our own and all of our efforts and all of our programs and our buildings. Those don't bother Satan. He goes right on. He'll cheer you on in religion all day long. But one thing that does make Satan tremble is the blood of Jesus. Why? Because he knows he was defeated there. If Satan had his way, no preacher nor teacher of the gospel would ever stand in the pulpit or behind the lectern and declare the power in the blood. Satan tells us we can be saved by good works. Do the very best you can. And he smiles the whole time. Satan doesn't come in our life as a is a demon with a pitchfork and horns. In fact, the Bible says he was one of the most beautiful angels. He comes as an angel bearing light is how he comes. But one thing he does not do, and let me put it this way, one line he cannot cross. That's the bloodline. I promise you there's power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of the Lamb. Satan says you can do it by good works. Come on, be the best you. Discover the champion inside of you. But he's eternally wrong. The only way to be saved, the only way you will make it to heaven, 
is by the blood of Jesus. Ministers that magnify the life of Jesus and the teachings and His character, which there's nothing wrong with that, but they leave out His death. They're not preaching Christ and Him crucified. They're preaching another gospel to you. Then they tell you, well, practice the golden rule and take on Jesus as your example and your master and imitate Him and then surely you'll be saved. There's nothing wrong with imitating Christ. In fact, the Bible tells you to imitate Christ, to be an imitator of Christ. It, we should we should follow that golden rule that we, we love our neighbors ourselves. But just teaching those things, you've got the wrong doctrine. As a matter of fact, if that's what you teach in regards to salvation... You've got it wrong. And if you get salvation wrong, guess what? It's all wrong. If I can't tell you how to be saved and how to make heaven your home, then everything else I'm going to tell you would be wrong. Does that make sense? I hope it does because I know I'm telling you the truth. I'm not the greatest orator in the world. I can't stand much uh, up to many of the preachers out there in the world. But one thing I do know, one thing... That I've got down exactly pat and I'm 110% on it. I know how to be saved. I know how to tell you to be saved because it's not complicated. The blood of Jesus is what cleanses you from sin and prepares you for heaven. If not for the powerful blood of Jesus, we would all be lost. Now, the death of Jesus is is mentioned 175 times or more. In the New Testament. So I would be willing to say that it's pretty important to God if he mentions something 175 times just in the New Testament. There is more about the death of Jesus in the four Gospels than any other subject. The second subject was money he talked about a lot. But the one subject he touched on more than anything and the writers of the gospel was the death of Jesus. Jesus become man for this purpose and this purpose really only. If you take the life of Jesus and you look at it in totality, and I'm not demeaning the other things, the healings and the teachings of how we should be in life, the Sermon on the Mount, he gave this awesome sermon was it long-winded? Took a few minutes and he explained everything that we need to know in life. But if you look at the life of Jesus, here was his specific purpose. To come and die. That's what his life was about. Hebrews 2 and 14 says this. For as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also himself, meaning Jesus, Likewise took part of the same, that through death he might destroy him that had power of death. That is the devil. That means until Christ come along, uh, Satan held the realm of death, if you will. He had that power to claim the soul. Even even the people that were following God before Jesus Christ, they didn't go to heaven. They went to a place called paradise. And Satan had the legal right to claim them because he had power over death. But praise be to God, when Jesus come along, 
When he died upon that cross, do you know where he was during those three days? One place he was, he went and took back the keys to death and hell. He said, they're mine. That's how we can say now that we can rejoice in death as a Christian because Christ is taking away that sting of death, that ugly thing we don't want to talk about, that we all have to walk through that valley of the shadow of death at some point in our life. And it used to be so horrible just to even conceive, but now for the Christian. Now for the Christian, Jesus has taken away that sting. We don't have to hold our head down anymore. Brother Lamar Davis is one of the most godliest pastors that I know. As a matter of fact, that was my wife's pastor. And he he went home to be with the Lord this week. I didn't cry when I heard the news. I rejoiced when I said, you know what? He's not suffering anymore. There's going to be a church that misses him. There's going to be a family that's crying today. But they ought to hold their head up in that funeral and preach a salvation message. Because that man is walking in the streets of glory this morning, healed by the blood of the Lamb. Glory to God. Death is our enemy. I know we think we have a lot of enemies in this world. People we don't like and friends or so-called friends. I I know we feel like many times people in the world around us, when they hug us, they're looking for a place to stick the knife in our back. That's the way we feel as humans. But you think of this. Your true enemy, the enemy of every person in here today, we all have one common enemy. And that is death. Death is our enemy. And Jesus defeated it this way. By His powerful That's how death has been defeated. It wasn't defeated through works. It wasn't defeated through good teachings. It wasn't defeated by sermons. It wasn't defeated by any human being. It was defeated by the powerful blood of Jesus. How do you see how important it is that from the pulpit, the man or woman of God should declare the powerful blood of Jesus? The death of Jesus was a known fact in heaven. When Jesus was on the Mount of Transfiguration and the light shone around him and God said, This is my son, listen to him. Moses and Elijah come down and they had a little meeting of sorts. Had formed a committee almost. They did. You know what that committee met about? They didn't meet about him teaching. They didn't meet about him Getting ready to start the church. Read Luke chapter 9. Read your Bible. And it says they discussed his death that would happen at Jerusalem. They was glad to see his day. You know why they were glad to see his day? Because they knew when the blood was spilled upon that cruel rugged cross that they would be taken out of that place called paradise and then they would be with him in heaven. Amen? They looked forward to the day. They discussed his death. The death of Jesus, I love this, is the central theme song of heaven. We know what a theme song is. I bet if uh, I played the MASH theme song right now, many of y'all would, oh, I know that's the theme song from MASH. We all know it. We all know these theme songs are things we've heard all of our life. And heaven is no different, but even greater. 
there's a theme song in heaven. Are you sure, Brother Wilson? I'm absolutely positive. Well, is it when we all get to heaven? Nope, because they're already there. Well, do they sing, we'll gather by the river? No need to. They're already gathered. They've already seen that river flowing out of God's throne. Where do I know? Where can I find out about this song? All you have to do is look in Revelation chapter 5. Now, y'all know I love Revelation chapter 5. And I know you, you think I'm going to talk about when John was looking at the scrolls. I want to, but I'm going to hold it back because I, I've talked about it so many times. Let's go a little bit further in Revelation chapter 5. When the 24 elders stood up and they told John, John, don't cry. There is one from the tribe of Judah that is overcome. And John said, I looked and I beheld in the midst there was a lamb as though it had been slain. Meaning Jesus. And then all of heaven begins to sing this glorious song. And this is the song they sing. Worthy is the lamb who was slain to receive power. And riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. Woo! If you think I'm loud this morning, honey, you haven't heard anything. I'm talking about all of heaven. It's going to erupt in a chorus. And they're going to begin to sing, Worthy! Worthy is the Lamb! Worthy is the Lamb! Who he died to receive strength and glory and power. Woo! I'm telling you, it's going to be a chorus song like we've never heard before when they begin to sing, Worthy is the Lamb. Glory to God. You haven't heard anything. Think of the best church service you've ever been to. I'm talking about that music that makes you fall to your knees. Probably everybody, you've hung around church long enough. You've even been in a church, a Baptist church service somewhere. All churches have experienced this probably at one time or another where you get them goosebumps. Boy, you just know the Spirit of God is moving. Just think about the best church service you've ever been in your life. It will be so pitiful compared to what is going to be in heaven. You haven't seen anything. Can you imagine this? There's going to be a, a number that no man can number. That's how many people. That's a lot of people. Now, I'm just a dumb hillbilly, and I wasn't real good in math. But I do know this. A number that no man can number, that's a lot of people. That's a lot of folks. Myra, that's a lot of people. This is a number that no man has the capability of numbering. This is like looking out into the universe. And man thinks there may be 80, 86 trillion stars. That's 80 with 25 zeros behind it. That we know of, maybe we might know of. It's just an estimate. The Bible says our God stands up and calls them by name every morning. And we're gathered around this throne. I can't, my, my mind can't even envision. I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to think of what it may look like. John does his very best as a feeble human and he says all of heaven erupts into this song. And worthy, 
Worthy is the Lamb. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? I'll even have me a good singing voice. Woo! Worthy is the Lamb who was slain. The blood will be sung about in heaven. The Bible says that even the nail prints will still be in his arms. He'll still have the ribbon side. And it says that all of heaven will fall down before him and worship the Lamb that was slain before the foundations of the earth. My friends, if you're heading or going to a church that doesn't preach the blood of Jesus, get out of that pit before they send your soul to hell. You need to be where the blood is proclaimed. It is just that powerful. It is a necessity that the blood of Jesus cleanses you so you can make heaven your home. Once again, thank you for listening to our broadcast. We hope this message has been a blessing to you. Now, we ask you to help us keep bringing great Pentecostal messages to the world. Join us in our effort to reach the lost by supporting this ministry with a generous offering. We cannot do this unless people just like you give to help cover the costs. On the home page, click on how you can help. There you can give by credit card, debit card, or e-check. Let the Lord bless you and use you in your giving. Now, back to the message. He died to suffer in the place of everyone. One word describes what Jesus done. And that's substitute. He's your substitute. I, if there's something I could back up in ministry, oh, there's a bunch of things I'd like to do if I could back up. Uh, all the lessons and mistakes I've made over the years. But if there's one thing I could back up over the years, and change, I would preach this more and more. Substitute. Because that's what he was. It's what he is. And that's what he'll forever be. Substitute. Because we understand what substitute means. And we understand that simple word. That's exactly what Jesus has done. He stood in your place. He's died in the place of every single human being that deserved to die and go to the pits of hell. That's what the modern church doesn't want to hear. They don't want to hear, well, I'm too good. I'm a good person and, and God has no right to judge me. Yes, he does. In fact, Romans chapter 3 says that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. There's not a single one of us who will be able to stand before that throne and say, God, look what I've done. The only thing we're going to be able to say is worthy. Worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive power, honor, and glory, and blessings. That's the only thing you'll be able to say. Matter of fact, the 24 elders that are around the throne, those 24 that were set out from the human race to say they had served God and to receive that position, it says they fell before Him and cast their crowns at His feet. Amen? Because only He... The blood of Jesus. He's only, he's the only one that is worthy. Woo! Isaiah 53, 5 says, But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And by his stripes we are healed. When you pray, God, heal me. And he will. He hears that cry. And think of the times God has come to your rescue. Think of the times he's healed people, not only physically, but spiritually. It wasn't because Brother Wilson knew how to pray. It wasn't because Sister Big Hair knew how to pray. 
It was because they understood the blood of Jesus brings healing. And those times that I've approached the throne like a two-year-old child and said, God, it's nothing but the blood that can intervene on this situation. I've watched miracles happen. First Peter 3 and 18, listen to this. For Christ also has offered, once offered for sins, the just for the unjust, and He might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but listen, but quickened by the Spirit. Oh, we have to die, my friends. We have to leave this earth at some point. But also for the child of God, it says we're quickened by His Spirit. That's the same Spirit that rose Jesus up out of the grave. It's the same Spirit that will fill you and cause you to live a holy life, my friends, all because of the blood of Jesus. A few days ago, we got tragic news. Brother Roman in Ukraine, in fact, the reason it's so on our mind is because we just sent a love offering to Ukraine from the Church of God, and the Church of God poured in there with 80 vans and missionaries from all around the world to go and help the Ukrainian people out. Right or wrong, I don't know the whole situation over there. All I know is there's a bunch of innocent people caught in the middle of something that human beings can't work it out. Whoever caused it, I don't know. All I know is there's a bunch of innocent people, elderly and children, that are being slaughtered in the Ukraine. And the church of God, thank God, they sent missionaries on foot in there to help and see any kind of way they could possibly help. And he, this man was helping elderly and children get on trains so they could get out of Ukraine and get them back to Poland. And while Roman was helping women and children, a Russian missile flew into the train station and took his life. I do know this about the Bible. When you give your life for the cause of Christ, he was martyred for a great cause. I believe his name will be remembered in heaven forever. And as magnificent and powerful that testimony really is, it still is pitiful in the realm of salvation. I don't take anything away from his death. I, that is the highest honor and calling of any Christian is to be martyred for the cause of Christ. That, that's a high calling, my friend. Very high calling. There's nothing greater. There's nothing greater you could do as a Christian than to give your life for another brother. That, that, that's, a, that's the pinnacle of Christianity. That's as high as you can go. But yet still, his death couldn't save anybody. It took the blood of Jesus to save. Jesus died as a ransom for many. What's a ransom, Brother Wilson? If somebody comes and takes your daughter or child or maybe a loved one and they say, I want $10,000 before you get them back, that's ransom money. I mean, you got to pay that ransom before they'll let them go. The debt of sin had all of us bound. There was a ransom on your head. But Jesus, <laughs> but Jesus came to our rescue. Matter of fact, Matthew twenty twenty eight. Even as the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister and to give His life as a ransom for many. That's how much God loved you. He knew that you couldn't do this on your own. 
He knew that you were going to fail at some point in your life. But he said, I've got an answer. I've got an answer. His name is Jesus Christ. And he will pay the ransom. That powerful blood of Jesus was enough to pay the ransom for sin. This is something the modern church misses over and over and over and over again. When you hear me talk about other ministries and preachers, you want to know what I'm listening for. I want to hear if they understood or understand that we are set free by the blood of Jesus. I want to hear that somewhere in the message. When I want to, when I go listen to another preacher, if you hear me talk about another preacher and how good he is, I'm listening for that. I've heard good Baptist preachers. I've heard good Methodist preachers. I've heard good Pentecostal preachers. I, I one that might shock you. I don't know, but Will, I was just talking to Glenn about that before I stepped up here a while ago, before we started. I was talking about G.E. Patterson. Now, G.E. Patterson was a black minister at a black church in Memphis, Tennessee, the Church of God in Christ. One of the biggest Pentecostal churches in the United States. And Brother Patterson didn't hold anything back, honey. Woo, I wish I could preach like him. He could sing. They'd get the organ going and the drums going. And he would, hmm, 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 hmm. I wish I could do it. Because he just preached his way all the way. Early Sunday morning. Oh, he would preach. Had me rolling in tears every time I heard him preach. That's a good preacher because he always preached the blood of Christ. you got to understand, it's a serious business we're talking about here today. I could mess up a lot of things. This past week as we worked up in the church, I messed up a lot of things. Brother Hartley can testify to that. (laughs) But you know what? Through our mess-ups, we found a way around it. We had to scratch your head. One day, we were sitting there working about 30 minutes into it. I done messed up everything. I said, I got to go home. I can't keep on doing this day. I'm messing up left and right. I'll see you later, Brother Hartley. Indeed, we left. Couldn't worry. I, I, I just kept messing up. But you know what we thought about? We come back and we fixed some mistakes. And we was able to work through them. But there's one mistake if I make. I can't fix that. And that's your salvation. That's your eternal soul. Amen, Monica. I can't get that wrong. I can't get your eternal soul wrong. Judy, I can't get that wrong. I have to be right about that 100%. And I do know that the blood of Jesus will free your soul to heaven. And you can take that to the bank with you. You can write it down, dot that I, cross that T, and put X on it. Whatever you want to do. I said it today. I know I have it right. I have the blood of Jesus right. There is not one human that can pay that debt owed. Don't look all holy and righteous, and I don't think you are. I'm not saying any of you are not. I'll look up here so you don't think I'm talking about you. There ain't a single one. Not a single one of you people that can pay that debt. You ain't holy enough. You ain't did enough good in your life. Matter of fact, you probably messed up more than you realize. The only way you're going to make it is by what I'm preaching to you, by the blood of Jesus. Hebrews 9 and 22, I love this. And almost all things are by the law purged with blood. Let me say it again. I got a little tongue tied. And almost all things by the law are purged with blood. And without 
The shedding of blood is no remission. What does that mean? Without the blood, there is no forgiveness of sins. Period. You can't earn this. You can't talk your way out. You may be the biggest smooth talker in the world. You could talk your way out of any trouble in the... You, when these cops pull you over, you may be able to get out of a ticket just like that. I can't. Yeah, I got pulled over for on my way to Bible study. On the way to minister school, as a matter of fact. Couldn't talk my way out of it. But there's one place you won't talk your way out of it. And that's when you stand before His throne. There's no talking your way out of this. There's just one question that's relevant when you step out in eternity. Have you been washed in the blood of the Lamb? Do you know, do you truly know Jesus is your Savior? The hammer of God's justice must strike. It has to, or His word is a lie. The justice, God's hammer of justice must fall on sin every time 100% or God is a liar. And it's going to land one of two places. It's either going to land on the sinner, it's going to land on the substitute. I ask you today, where do you want that hammer to fall in your life? Do you want it to fall on you? Or do you want to fall on the substitute? I think we know the answer. Thank God. Jesus is my substitute. I said, thank God. <laughs> thank God. Jesus is my substitute. Then Will, Pharaoh Wilson doesn't have to perform. Oh yeah, I gotta live this life. Cause if you're running around drinking, carousing, doing anything you want out in the world, Talk like a drunken sailor all the time. Partake of anything you want. You better check your salvation. That's good preaching, Brother Wilson. I'm not saying you unsaved, but you better get in that altar and grab a hold of the horns of the altar until you get prayed through. Because the Holy Spirit will change you. He'll start burning stuff out of you you didn't think could get burned out. I know. And I'm still on that potter's wheel every day. I'm like, oh, Lord, you can't go. Can't I just have this? No. What's a potter's wheel? I ain't got time. I got I got to keep going. That's another sermon. I'm going to have to preach it one night. I'll tell you where it's at. Go look for it. Go look up Grace Larson, potter's wheel. It's female that preaches down at JSM. Go look up potter's wheel and listen to that sermon. She'll have you crying. Well, the Holy Spirit was because that's an anointing message. There has to be blood to escape. The judgment of God. Now, let's go back many, many years. You may recall this. People that, I hope, if you don't know the Bible story, I'll try to explain the best I can. But I think most of you know this. Probably seen the Ten Commandments movie. When the plagues hit Egypt. Nine plagues had come. Pharaoh's heart was still hardened. God wanted his people out of Egypt. And he said, he told Moses, you go warn him one more time. I'm going to send the angel of death and tell him to let my people go. Tell him I'm going to claim the firstborn of every household. Matter of fact, I'm going to claim the firstborn of even the cattle. Go read it. It's in there. Pharaoh said, I don't even have nothing to do with it. They're going to stay right here. God told his people, get ready. He said, I want you to go take an innocent sheep. Or an innocent goat, whichever one you want. 
listen to the instructions. Innocent. It had to be innocent. It had to be pure. It had to be the, that firstborn male. It had to be perfect. It couldn't have blemish. God said, get you very best. And I want you to slay it. This was no pretty picture. They would take the uh, offering and they would hold a bowl and they'd slit its throat. The sinner had to do this. They would slit its throat and the blood would pour out into a bowl. And these laws would be established much later. But this is what was happening that night on the tenth plague in Egypt. And he said, I want you to take that blood and I want you to strike the limo and I want you to strike the doorpost. You'll get it. I want you to strike the lintel. And I want you to strike the doorpost with that blood. I want you to strike the lintel. <laughs> and I want you to strike that doorpost. Oh, the cross was there that night. And the death angel came. And there was a cry that went across Egypt that night. It was a huge wailing that everybody heard. They heard as the death angels swept through and lives were taken one by one by one by one. But when he came to the house that had the blood on it, he passed over. And while all this was happening, you can't ignore this. On the inside, God told him, I want you to take that animal after you let the blood out. And I want you to roast it. Not boil it, not raw. I want you to roast it. And you have to eat all of it. Matter of fact, don't leave anything. If there's something left over, you go give it to your neighbor. Why is that important? You have to take all the blood. You have to take the whole gospel. You can't leave anything out. First Corinthians 5 and 7 says, For even Christ, our Passover. That was the Passover that night. I'm sorry, I should have said that first. That was the first Passover that night. You hear the word Passover. We're getting ready, coming into that time in Easter. We remember Passover. That's what it was about. That's where it started. That was Passover. That Passover, the death angel passed over. Is it? Maybe you didn't know that, but that's Passover. Pass over me, Lord. Passover. You'll think about Passover a little bit different now. Because the blood of Jesus had been applied to the doorpost of your heart. And now, when death comes calling at your door, and that this physical tabernacle has to go, and it's wore out and it's seen its last day, the death angel passes over. Now you're received into the kingdom of God. And I can't, I can't let you go today without this. I talked about the eternal realm of things. I'm just about done. But it can also bring you a new life here, that same blood. For as, as in Adam all die, but even so in Christ shall all be made alive. That old dull life you've been living. That old drinking that alcohol and running after that dope and carrying over the world and looking for answers in the world and never finding. I know all about it because I've been there. I stood there looking for answers in the world, never could find it. I stood there at the doctor's office wanting answers for what I thought was a mental condition. I was blaming my dad. I was blaming my mom. I was blaming my brother. I was blaming everybody around me. I was blaming everybody but Pharaoh Wilson is who I should have been blaming. Then one day, thank God, 
Thank God Steve Bullion wasn't preaching a little watered-down message. I was forced into a funeral. I wasn't going to go. My wife said, you're going to go. I'm going to put a hole in you. And I knew she was serious. I said, I think I'll go. And that's a fact. She's never said that to me. And I said, she's going to shoot me. I walked into a funeral. Been up for about six, seven days on meth. Just polished off a six-pack of beer and smoked a joint on my way there. Was a pallbearer. It's a funeral. And thank God Steve Bullion wasn't holding anybody back. Thank God he told me about the blood of Jesus. It cleanses from all sin. And he made this little statement. It changed my life forever. It may not mean much to you today, but it changed my life. He said, if you're waiting to get perfect before you come to church, you're never going to make it, sir. And pointing right at me. And that, we got home that afternoon. I told my wife, I said, you know what? I think I'm going to church Sunday. Do what? I said, you heard me. I think I'm going to go to church Sunday. I thought I was going to have to give her a blood transfusion. Because she looked awfully weak and pale. As the journey of my life progressed, I also figured out that that same blood that saved me that day is the same blood that took the drugs away. It's the same blood that cleaned up my filthy mouth. Where I was going, my attitude, who I was hanging around with, everything changed. I didn't have to do anything except have my faith in that finished work. And then, my friend, then the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. Believers are forgiven by the powerful blood of Jesus. Believers are justified by the powerful blood of Jesus. We can now enter into the presence of a thrice holy God by the powerful blood of Jesus. We will live forever with Jesus because of that powerful blood. What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. This brings us to the end of this sermon. Don't forget to help us in our effort to bring the message of the cross to the world. We need your prayers and financial gifts to make that happen. Also, be sure to check out our website schedule and prayer wall while you are here on Power of the Cross Radio. We stream great Christian music and sermons all day, every day. Again, thank you for joining us today. May God bless you and keep you. Power of the Cross Radio is a production of Cross Faith Ministries. Visit them on the web at cfministry.com.